Podcast me, Adam Hunter, here with Bill Dawes, my man, a really good friend of mine. I think I know him. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> good dude. Could be a serial murderer. You never know. Could be. He's a brown belt in jujitsu. Uh, he's he's killing the game. He's a, a black belt in comedy. And uh, how are you, man? What's going on? Oh, not much. I'm I'm in Austin, about to fly back to LA. You know. Yeah, you were in LA two like, days ago. Yeah, I've been going back and forth a lot. Because you had just had a I'm baby. Not, I, you just had a baby. Just had a baby. So uh, I'm not flying to LA to avoid the baby. That's not what's going on. Right. You, give me that look like I see what you're doing, Bill, and it's not that. No, man. Hey, it's listen. It's work I, related. Of course. I, I look, when, when my kid was young, my wife still gives me a hard time saying I was doing comedy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but it's, it's hard when they're born. It's like, it's like a football that talks or that, that cries. It's just like, <laughs> and shits, mostly and, shits. And shits. And you kind of, and is your wife, or is your girl, is your baby mama breastfeeding? Is that what's going on? Yeah. And she breastfeeds probably like 20 hours a day. 20 hours a day. Yeah. Okay. Like clearly that baby is not getting enough milk, but you can't bring that up because then she'll rip my head off for like, are you saying I'm a bad mother? Yeah, I used to steal my baby milk at night while my wife was sleeping. It just to oh, like, really? I was like the milk dealer. Like, like, like other babies were like coming up to my house. So like, hey, I heard you got the good milk. You know? <laughs> but, so you, you, your wife was able to make a lot of bottles with like a pump and shit, right? She had the pump, but it was hard. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. And, uh, and I always felt, but, and, the, and also it's hard because they hand you the baby and the baby goes for your nipple. And then- Oh, really? Mine would go for my nipple to breastfeed off me. <laughs> And then nothing would come out, and then the baby would look at me like, like I'm a catfish or something, you know? Like I just, like it was you nipple catfister. Yeah, I was a nipfish, so I, I, I kind of know exactly what you're saying. It was, and then I was, then I was like automatically the enemy in the house. Like oh, this is the guy with the fake nipples, you know? Like I have like the bad weed, you know, like fucking bad coke. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's no joke, man. Um, being a father is like, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world, but it's, I don't understand. I look at people like that have like three, four kids. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. What? I, yeah. I no. I mean, they say it gets easier because then you just like the kids have each other for attention and shit, but I don't buy that for a second. I feel like that's bullshit for people that like want to keep the population going. They just tell people that it gets easier because they need more people to, in order for like yeah. the world to like, because if you notice, it's always the same people having like one, like people have two, three, four kids or they have no kids. Very few people stop at one. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's also it depends on the community, like the Jewish community in LA, just Jews in general, you are a Jew. I'm a converted Jew. You know this. It's like, if you have three kids, you're like, that's it. Three <laughs> loser. Yeah, I know. You know? Are you, are you your wife? What was that? Wait, you and your wife, are you going to have another kid? Or what's, what's this conversation? This conversation we talk about? 
Uh, she wants to eventually adopt a kid, which is something we're talking about. So I'm like, um, but, but maybe we'll have a kid. I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I'm actually, I, I looked up like a, like a youth home, you know, and I'm like, I'm like texting my wife pictures. Like, should we get them? The kid's like 30 with like a mustache. <laughs> She's like, you're so obnoxious. There's a whole thing. But right now my wife and I are, are fighting over like my, my birthday, my kid's third birthday is coming up and she wants to, we're getting, you know, Anna and Elsa for the, from Frozen. Which my wife thinks that I want because they're they're because they're cute because I was at a party and someone was like oh she's pretty hot you know because like twenty or something uh, twenty three uh, I didn't say that someone else said it but somehow I got yeah. bumped into that but now yeah. like that, um, we're getting uh, now we're also getting she wants to get alpacas like alpacas for the birthday party I'm like we don't need yeah. like to come to our house. Like two, so you mean more than one. You need two alpacas. There's yeah. two baby alpacas, like Whisper and something. And I'm like, listen, we have a dog. We'll just put fucking hay on the dog. We'll glue it. Like, like nobody wants it. We don't need it. It's like $1,300 yeah. an hour. Put a sweater. Put a, a sweater on the dog. It's the same thing, right? Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like. Well, how much is it? $1,300 an hour? Yeah. For an hour and a half. You get to take pictures with it. The kids get. I'm like, nobody. We don't need this. And then I actually spoke to Mayhem, who might make him on the podcast today. I'm not sure. And Mayhem was like, dude, definitely get the alpacas. That way, anytime that you want to, uh, you know, buy something that's like not she doesn't want, be like, well, who bought the alpacas? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're acing the hole. I'm like, that's actually a decent point. But we don't have yeah, alpaca, we don't have alpaca money. First of all, and it's fucking obnoxious. So we're already having Anna and Elsa. We're having butterflies. Yeah. We don't need to fucking, you know, it's 110 degrees out. I don't need animal fucking rights people in the front yard. Pro I, I may call them myself. And be like, from, I may call PETA and be like, hey, could you be like, hey. Oh, they get a refund. So you need like five minutes with alpacas, good pictures. They call, call animal control and they get a refund. It's a good plan. Dude, this is like, oh, God. Anyway. Uh, By the way, I have a video. You know my, my how white man says the N-word to a black man video? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I've had like 50 comments on saying, is that Mayhem Miller? Oh, but people think Everyone thinks I look like Mayhem Miller. So uh, this show is allegedly we have we have Phil Veroni coming on, Mayhem Miller. I texted Hector Lombard. I know we definitely have Tim Johnson coming on. We got a pack show, and this guy trap oh, wow. this guy trap Gambino. You know this guy trap Gambino. He's like he's my a, favorite rapper. He, well, he he is a rapper, and he's also a fighter. Well, he's got his first fight coming up. He was on Doctor Phil because Doctor Phil was convinced he's not a real fighter, and he's just trolling people. <laughs> he sort of became this character. His name really isn't even Trap Gambino. It's something else. Of course not. Uh, a lot of people don't like him in Vegas because they say that he's like, you know, a fraud and, and goes to the gym, doesn't work. I don't, we're going to find the, the true story. He's always been nice to me. Oh, wow. Judge people. Now, do you remember that guy who would, who would troll the Eddie Bravo places? He's actually friends. Uh, Renato Levad, what's his name? Yeah, Renato. Renato he, yeah. And he would he'd pretend he was Brazilian. Yeah. And just start fights with everyone who was not yeah, like right. as a legend but yeah but this is a different type of, of dude uh okay yeah. hanato is like uh you know if that's a whole nother uh level um yeah and we're gonna have hanato back on the show pretty soon by the way we, uh, hanato, he's great yeah he, he's a good friend of the show um but uh did you watch any so there's like no fights this weekend uh the big the big fight coming up is obviously mcgregor versus poirier that's three so everybody's talking about people are just counting out mcgregor like i know for sure I've never seen a fighter, except for maybe like Sean O'Malley 
And the other guy who's like that, the guy uh, who my, the guy who's, uh, dates all the hot girls, he's dating Tracy Cortez, Brian Ortega. Ortega? Where yeah. people just like, who by the way, dated like Halle Berry, Demi Lovato, now Tracy Cortez, this Whoa. dude. And he's like very quiet and like soft-spoken, but uh, yeah, carries a big stick, right? Yeah, exactly. I've never seen people to hop on and off a bandwagon like they do McGregor. Because everybody after Cerrone was like, McGregor's back. He's going to blah, 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 blah. And then he loses to Poirier. And everyone's like, he's done. He's finished. It's over. Like, he was winning that fight. He was winning. I know. He won the first round. He obviously lost the second round. It didn't end well for him. But it was a very competitive fight. It wasn't like he just got blitzed out in fucking 12 seconds. I know. But he, he got taken out in the second round, which is for a five-round fight. That's... You know what I mean? From, from basically from leg kicks, it's kind of like that was. I mean, as a McGregor fan, I was really disappointed in that that yeah, there was any justice. I hear made. you, but like Steve Miocic lost to like you know Junior Dos, Dos Santos uh, in the first round by like no, was it Steve? Who was it? No, Cain Velasquez did, and then uh, and then you know uh, and got. I mean, Stipe lost to Engano in one round. And people lose in one round and then come back and win fights. It happens all the time. Yeah. Or but I think the thing is, he won so much money with Mayweather that people are like, well, what's, what do you, what's the money? There's no money incentive anymore. Now it's just a matter of pride. He already has his two belts. So it's just a matter of pride. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like what people like Tom Brady, like everyone wanted to discount Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. Look what he did. So I kind of think like nobody wants someone to be like a, a superstar for that long in the end. You know what I mean? I, I hear you, and I was never really – I was not a, a Conor McGregor fan based on, like, a bunch of things he's done over the years and, throwing, you know, coming yeah. in on the, the flight and throwing a fucking dolly, whatever, and then his, antics, <laughs> his like, antics in the, in the Mayweather lead-up were ridiculous. And I, there were some things he's done. I'm just, like, putting down Nate Diaz for coaching kids. I mean, I remember he came to yeah. the awards. He wouldn't accept the award unless he got like a huge amount of money. He was right across the street. He's done a lot of things over the years. Where you're just like, at the same time, you can't discount how good of a fighter he is. Everyone is just yeah. writing dude off, which is crazy. And same thing with like O'Malley. Like Sean O'Malley lost that one fight where he broke his ankle. He was winning the fight beforehand and people just hopped off the O'Malley train. I mean, just hopped off. Um, yeah. And uh, now O'Malley, by the way, is fighting a guy. Everyone was lining up to fight him. And they picked a guy that, like, I don't even know who's fighting, but it was not the guy that everybody wanted him to fight. Um, but also, Adam, no one's really rooting for the white guy right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think that's what it is? Come on. I don't think it's a white. But I, I think that I don't know what it is. I just never. The rich white guy. People just hop on and off the train so quickly. The only, the only yeah. time that doesn't happen is like with the Diaz brothers. The Diaz could lose like 13 in a row and people will still be like fucking, uh, and, and I know. no lie. And I, you know, Nate Diaz, honestly, somebody said he just ran out of rounds. He would have, he would have won every single fight he's ever been in. Maybe not That's the true. Fight, if it was like a 20 round fight or a 30 or, round fight. Or he would have bled to death. But here's another thing about his last fight. After, after he like stunned him, Instead of him trying to get the meme and pointing, he should he could have finished him. I, I don't he, know. He what. was too like caught up in his ego. I hate that shit. 
It's crazy. That was he crazy. He stunned him. He should have. He should have won out from him and say he's like, ah, I fucking hated it. He could have won that. That would have been. Le- think about it, as badass as it was. He did that. He would have been legendary if he won that. And he could have. He was that close. Uh, you know what? He's not the but, first guy to do that. I remember when Jay Haran fought Ben Askren, and it was this is back when like Askren was like the guy in Bellator, and it was like yeah, I thought it was like two two going to the fifth, or it was close, and Jay Haran dropped him in the fifth round and put his hands up. Like, I'm like, this is not boxing. Like, you don't get a 10 count. You know, yeah, like, yeah. what are you guys doing? I, I don't know what. <laughs> I have no idea why that's, that, that's, like, happening or, like, why guys do that. I have no idea where the fuck Trap Gambino is, by the way. Uh, come on, dude. So, anyway. It seems like he catfished you, too. Dude, seriously, man. He, he definitely wouldn't be the first guy to catfish me. Uh, or first person. <laughs> a lot of fighters are like, yeah, I'm coming on, I'm coming on. And then they don't come on. Um, so I mean, do, you have, do you have bad blood? With, do you have okay? Now that we have some time, do you have bad blood with anybody? Are there any fighters that like will not do your podcast, or they're just like I'll never come back on or anything like that? You can use you can use the name that rhymes with their real name if you want. I mean, John Jones blocked me on like every single uh, things I didn't even know he was like, following <laughs> me on, like Farmers Only. Those are some of your best. Those are some of your best trolls. Uh, John Jones. So those so are John best. Jones probably doesn't like me, but I don't think he would even know me if he rec- if I walked past him he'd know who I was I think he doesn't like the account yeah. but when I met John Jones before that he was one of the nicest people ever and uh he was a really good guy um so I have nothing against John Jones it's just like my job was to make fun of MMA events and and make fun of yeah of course so when somebody like hides underneath the octagon or gets into a hit and run or or they have to move an entire yeah. event because you tested positive for picograms I mean what do you want me to do? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? About yeah, this? you have to say something. I mean, you, you know. I think are, one of your first viral treats was like, uh, John Jones, want to get some John Jones. He can't get himself for Christmas, so I got him a clean urine test or something like that. <laughs> urine sample. The one, I, the one I did on Sports Nation that they just went crazy was, was I said he tested positive for steroids, for, for, uh, steroids, but he had no idea there was steroids in his cocaine. And they were just <laughs> fucking... They lost it. That was great. I yeah, that was that great. Show. That was a fun show. Michelle Beadle. And uh, by the way, there's a couple girls. I used to have such a crush on her. I used to have such a crush. I asked Michelle Beadle out on a date like 10 years ago. Really? How did it go? And then, well, she was, because she was covering, I was doing a, 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 a play that was uh, produced by the NFL called Lombardi. And she was covering it. And with ESPN. And she came to the show. We were talking. I asked her a date. And then we were talking, and I talked shit about a girl I dated <laughs> once on DM. She's like, I can't date a guy who would talk shit about a girl I dated. I don't know what you're going to say about me. And I was like, ah, well. Wait, you were trying we're to go after, you guys are going back and forth, and then, you, and then like to make her. We had a date set up. Was the, girl, was, the girl hot, was the girl hot? Was it tr- you trying to like say, oh, I dated this hot girl to like impress her? Was that the thing? Or are you just trying to talk shit? No, I don't know what I was trying to do. It was like I briefly dated uh, Yogi, Yogi Berra's granddaughter, who's a great girl. I don't even think I said anything bad. I don't know. I think it just freaked her out because she's very private about her. And she was going through all of her personal shit with that hockey guy at ESPN, which got really ugly. So I think it was the middle of that. And she was just like, I can't get involved with anyone who's saying anything about anyone's personal life. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That's, it was my fault. Without doubt, but she's still cute. And I still talk to her sometimes. I screwed up with uh, Brandy. I did a show one time, and Brandy was in the crowd, 
it was like an all, it was like a mostly black audience, but not all black. I was like the only white guy in the room. It was Chris Spencer's show. And I got off stage and Brandy was like, you're my new favorite comic. And I was like, Brandy. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm like, thanks. And then we're talking. She's like, I love your jokes. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, hey, you want to go on a date? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, all right, what about it's on a date? And I just take you out for drinks and it won't be a formal. And she's like, nope, uh, I'm done with men. Like, like, yeah, I, I got asked her out like five different ways and she said no every single like, Well, you didn't blow with her. She just didn't want to go, you should maintain the friendship. Why do guys always, they have a, a girl who loves them, who's a fan, who wants to help them. And they just go, let's fuck. That's such a guy move. Yeah, I know, but she was like super pretty. Also, like I also I wasn't just of course like, I didn't really want her as a fan. I mean, I, I was like <laughs> she's she's actually a lot prettier in person. And, like, yeah, person really pretty. Sometimes like girls yeah. like they don't look as good on TV as they do in person, and other times like you ever see someone in the person you're like wow I don't see what the hype is, and then uh, yeah, Brandy was the other one. She was the first one. She she looked really good in person. I was like. But now I yeah. tell my wife that every time Brandy comes on, my wife like changes the channel or something. I'm just like, come on, like. What is Brandy up to these days? I don't even know. She's they're bringing back uh they're bringing back some show and she's uh she's like gonna be the star of it or something like some something good, something actually. Pretty oh, good. that's cool. Yeah. No, Was it the show Brandy? I feel like with a lot of women that are famous, if you're like, oh my god, I have a crush on this woman, if you just waited it out like, fifteen years, you can probably date them. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Where their, yeah, where their star really, fades a little bit, you can get in there. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, or even girls, not even famous girls, like girls you liked in high school or college. They're like on their third divorce and they're not aging as well as they like once, you know, like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, I dated, I dated my high school crush. I dated Tia Carrera briefly. From Wayne's World? Yeah. How did that go? She's a sweet, sweet, she's a very nice lady. Oh, uh, the man. That's all I can say. So she's psycho? She, I'm not, I mean, she's, she was, no, she's not psycho at all. She was great. I think she was just going through a divorce or something. I don't know. So it was like one of those situations. But she was cool. She was so but it was like 20 years before that, she wouldn't give me a time of day. Yeah. But I got in there right after her career was fading, a divorce, post Joe Coy. Perfect time. Wait, Joe, wait, Joe Coy did her too? Joe Coy did her? did her like five, like five years before that. Oh my God! Really? I think, I think she's gonna be in a new series with Joe Coy. R- really? Joe Coy? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about any of this. Let's talk about fighting. This is this is this is yeah, more depressing than the actual fights. Uh, by the way, my wife called me masturbating today. How fucking talk about depressing? Wait, your wife, your wife caught you yeah. masturbating. I came home. Where were I- you? Were you in the bathroom? In the shower, uh, yeah, because because I was like, you, I woke you couldn't just I, say I was scrubbing my balls. Well, I was holding my phone. <laughs> so, like, oh, you have a waterproof phone. That's good. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, uh, "Catching up on my Netflix show." I, I was like trying to think of what the. I was like, I don't know, uh, shopping for what for uh, anniversary gifts. Like, I mean, she's like, "Well, why do you have a boner?" I'm like, well, it's, it's, "It's a very exciting time." I mean, it was just. <laughs> So she made fun was of the volume on on your phone? No, I don't know. What, I came home and I, I wanted to like sit. My mom was in the room. So I came home, so I was like trying to like wake her up. And I was like, hey, let's. And then she was like, I'm tired. I'm sleeping. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh man, I got I got I got rubber. I can't go to sleep. I, I, I wanted to go to bed. 
couldn't sleep. So I went, I went in the shower and then, uh, and then I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, why? And then it was just like, it was, it was so, dude, it was so embarrassing. See, and what's was, weird about that is like, my understanding is that when women masturbate, they think about us. Like they think about their guy or their boy, or they think about like abstract things like feelings and emotions. But guys, we need like a visual thing. It's never going to be our girlfriend. So I was caught masturbating one time and she was like, well, at least were you thinking about me? And I was like, yeah, I was where you're going to walk in the entire time. I mean, of course I wasn't thinking about her. You know what I mean? It's a bizarre question. Uh, yeah. No guy is jerking off thinking about his girlfriend when they're in the same house. No, no, I'm, I'm, dude, I know. It was pretty embarrassing because she kept bringing it up. Like, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> she used the D word. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was just like, she's like, I was like, oh. it was, it was Disappointed rough. is the best. It was rough. It was I'm rough. disappointed in you. I, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. It's like, this is like stupid. You got to tell right. someone. I had to tell someone. I figured, why not tell everyone watching the podcast? All 74 people. All right, so... <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the fights on this card. I guess because we went over some other stuff. There really isn't that much MMA uh, thing. I mean, Tyron Woodley is working out with Floyd Mayweather for, for Jake Paul. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, Mayweather doesn't fight. He's the best defensive fighter in the world, but I feel like he's not been successful at training other people. And also – Who else does he train? I don't know. Every time, he, every time he has a guy in his roster, it doesn't seem like it goes very well for him. Um, except mm -hmm. for this guy, Javante Davis, who we got later. He didn't, like, raise him. And he also I, – I heard he trained the basketball player that got knocked out by Jake Paul. I heard he trained uh, – what's his um, – the basketball – what's his name? Nate Robinson? Yeah, Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson. I heard he trained him. So, I don't know. I just feel like I – really, I, mean, I really hope Tyron wins. I really hope – Floyd Mayweather is just going to train him where to put his money. Because <laughs> – Tywin Woodley, he's not going to, like, lose even if he loses. Like, it's going to be a minimum of how many million for him. Yes, um, but, like, like, but at the same time, if he loses, it's over. I mean, like, Ben Askren, who's going to pay to watch him fight now? Like, he can't get back in the UFC. Who? Ben Askren. Well, he was already retired, right? I know, but let's say he wants to come back to fighting. Yeah. I mean – they're not going to all, I mean, there's no way Dana's not going to be like, okay, yeah, sure. The guy that got knocked out by Jake Paul in one minute, who is now, <laughs> let's give let's, let's, let's give him a shot. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think he cares anyway. And I guess a million dollars is fuck you money, but is it anymore? Is it even fuck not you really. money? Not really. I mean, yeah, it's not fuck you money. So it, you, it's fuck, it's fuck a certain amount of people money, not fuck you in general money. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, you, you got to take the risk. You got to take the risk. You can't pass it up. Because yeah. first of all, if you knock out Jake Paul, you're a hero to everybody. You, you yes. You got a good shot of knocking out Jake Paul if you're Tyron Woodley. He's that athletic. He's sparred. He's got the right people behind him. He's got the right camp. But if you lose, I don't know if there's any going back. I mean, Tyron Woodley wants to be an – I guess he could be an actor. He wants to still be an well, actor. He wants to be a commentator. Are people going to hire him to commentate? <laughs> he gets knocked out by Jake Paul. Well, let me ask you this. So there was that clip going around of Jake Paul telling Floyd Wedman, Floyd, like, take it easy, man. It's just exhibition, right? That was Logan. You saw the Logan Paul, yeah. Oh, shit, I'm getting confused. Oh, yeah, Jake Paul's actually a better boxer. They're, right? both, they're both good. They're both good boxers for amateurs. 
they're just not pro level. They're not good pros. And I feel like Logan Paul is like, it feels like Jake Paul has like bad intentions. Like he's got like a Logan Paul's already been famous for a long time. He's an, he is an actor, but Jake Paul, I feel like really wants to hurt people. Is it going to be an exhibition match or is it going to be like a full on, full on match? Hopefully it's an exhibition so that Tyron could, I know he doesn't take steroids, but hopefully he'll just take juice up and be, go nuts. <laughs> Cause it seems like that's what Triller does. Although I think they're fighting on Showtime. So I don't know if it's on Showtime. I, it'll probably be an exhibition. The Mayweather fight was an exhibition. I yeah. Mean, I don't know though, because they can easily sanction this fight. A guy that's 2-0 versus a guy who's 0-0 in boxing. I mean, that's an edge. Are they the same weight, too? No. I mean, Logan, Jake Paul walks around around 210. He's going to cut down to 190. Tyron walks around around 185. He fights at 170. Oh, wow. So he's coming up about 20 pounds. But, yeah. but he's also not going to look fat. Whereas, like, yeah. Astrid didn't have any muscle on him. And he was slow. Yeah. And man, I mean, if they let that fight go at Askren, maybe he could have weathered the storm and took it into the fourth or fifth round. But there was also a good shot of him just getting fucking on a stretcher, like knocked out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and who, who, you know, who wants that? No. I mean, think about Ben, though, is I don't think he cares. He, I never saw a person who doesn't care as much. Like, who does yeah. not care? Like, I know he didn't lose sleep at all. Yeah. Is crazy. I mean, I know that's a public image, but privately, you believe that's true too? Yes. Yes. I honestly think uh, he doesn't care. Because <laughs> he's got like a bunch of kids. He lives up in a ranch somewhere. Yeah, he's got five wrestling academies. He, um, he's got a bunch, of, he's got three kids, he's got a wife, he's got a ton of money in Bitcoin. He made a lot of money in 1FC, but doesn't really spend any money. I just think he looked at it as like, it's like if I would have played basketball against uh, and like lost to like a girl in basketball, I wouldn't give a shit. I, I'm not. I don't play basketball. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he he doesn't care. Doesn't care. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't believe he has that kind of an outlook on life that he just doesn't <laughs> care. He gets knocked out in front of the whole world, or he gets stopped, knocked out, got dropped. I, I don't. I don't buy it. I think some nights he's sitting alone in the middle of nowhere where he lives, drinking a beer, watching TV, just going to a dark place in his head. He's like, Ugh, what a fucking piece of garbage I am. Just I every once in a while. No? Because he cares about wrestling. Like, like, there was a guy that beat him twice in wrestling uh, in the Nationals. I always forget the guy's name. The guy's awesome. He's a coach at Oregon now. And Chris Pendleton beat him twice in the National Finals. And 13 years later, Ben still wouldn't talk to him. Like, that's how Ben is. Ben cared, yeah, about, yeah. That. cared about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Ben lost in the Olympics. That bothered him. He he felt so bad about that. Like he was he was like gutted. A, a boxing yeah. match. He doesn't. He never. He, his whole like point in MMA was to prove that you don't even need striking and that you could win. Yeah. Like he was like it's like his own personal experiment. Like he doesn't he doesn't care. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't. Some people say he might have he he might have Aspergers and maybe that's a. I don't know much about Asperger's. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> But I have no idea. I don't mean to just get people with Asperger's. But um, I know that Colby Covington called him Askren Burgers. That was his, like, his, like, name. Yeah, that, that, that would make sense. Um, so, Gilbert Burns versus Steven Thompson. I'm excited about this fight because this is like a UFC one fight where you got a guy who's a high-level BJJ black belt, one of the highest levels, against the karate master in Steven Thompson who 
I mean, that's got to be like if I'm Colby Covington, I honestly think that uh, Usman's an easier fight in, in a lot of ways than Stephen Thompson. That he's got to be the hardest guy to fight because you got to learn that you got to bring in the karate Stephen Thompson. Master. Yeah, you got to bring in a karate master to your dojo, and you're just not yeah. used to a guy fighting like that. It, well, how could is Stephen Thompson's takedown defense that good? It wasn't in the beginning. But you look at the guys who couldn't take him down. Um, I mean, Woodley barely took him down. But that was kind of – yeah, it is really good. Guys aren't taking him down. I mean, the, the fights that he's lost, he's been knocked out. You know? Yeah. Got, I mean, he got, he got knocked out a couple times. I think Pettis knocked him out, right? Was it Pettis that knocked him out or he beat Pettis? Or with Masvidal? He beat Masvidal and then Pettis knocked him out. But uh, I, I guess I feel like the whole, like, karate thing has been proven to not be that effective. And, I mean, look, Stephen Thompson has never been a championship. He's not a boy anymore, obviously. He's, got, he's almost 40, isn't he? Wonder boy. Uh, I don't think he's almost 40. But, yeah, he's not. Like, like, I just think that, I don't know. I, I just can't see him winning. I just don't buy it. Because I, 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 I can't lose my faith in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I, know, I know it's like wrestling and then jiu-jitsu, but – it's wrestling jujitsu, man, at the top tiers of the, of the MMA game. I mean, it's not karate, bro. Here's, Karate's here's, the Dane Cook of martial arts. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means. It's like, I, I heard it. I heard it one time. I just re- reciting it. Um, <laughs> listen, for the most part, you're right. But you get these guys that are like, like fourth stand black belts or something, like just the next level. You get these yeah, yeah. The elite of the elite. You get the Leona Machitas. You get the. You get the Wonder Boy and you get the MVPs, and their karate is so fucking good that yeah. But once they found out, once they found Leona Machida's fucking game, he was easily beatable. You know what I mean? He was older though at that point. Like, yeah, I guess so. He was older when he was when he was younger. He remember he knocked out Randy Couture. His tooth went flying in the fucking fourth <laughs> row, and then Randy was like, "Yeah, I lost my tooth." There's a woody hitting on the tooth. Well, I mean, at one point, I get, Rashad Evans. Remember when that when that yeah. happened? Yeah. I guess I think it's like Colin Kaepernick. Like Colin Kaepernick was like a great quarterback until people figured out his game, and then he was terrible, and then everyone could beat him, and then he became an activist, surprisingly. But uh, I think it's the same. I should have said that. Maybe cut that. Nah, who cares? But I think it's kind of something with karate. It's like once you figure out that game, it's so beatable. I just feel. You know what I mean? I mean, Wonder Boy's only lost once. I'm not Wonder Boy. I mean, MVP's only lost once. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know. I I hear what you're saying. It's just hard to figure out a game at the highest level. I agree. Yeah, you, I know. You take the average college wrestler versus the average black belt in Taekwondo, <laughs> and the wrestler's going to take him down and just pound him out. Or, you know, or yeah. just you guys are gonna submit him. Or, but you take the highest level, and it's just like, it's kind of like jiu-jitsu. It's kind of like, what's his yeah. name? Uh, Ryan Hall. I mean, yeah. most guys can't do what Ryan Hall does. But Ryan yeah. Hall beats like legit fighters. Because they are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, yeah, how many rolling heel hook fucking combinations? <laughs> it's how do you get anyone if you're fighting Ryan Hall? How do you get someone to emulate that? How do you bring? Yeah. In, how do you bring in a guy like Ryan Hall? Like, what do you what do you do? Yeah. You gotta go. I mean, you gotta have crazy takedown defense, obviously, and you gotta have at least you gotta have at least like a brown belt level jujitsu to even compete with him. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, but he, he's beating, like, good guys. He's beating, like, really good guys, Ryan Hall. But so, what's the deal uh, with his MMA career? He was supposed to fight 
and then it got canceled. He's, he's coming back. Um, I think he makes a whole ton of money in doing seminars. Yeah. He's like, he's like, and I, I, he's a strange guy. I mean, he's, I like him. He's got Tourette's syndrome and he's like socially awkward and like, he's just like really smart and seems like he's just, he is who he is. Doesn't care what you think. Yeah. That's like a lot of the jujitsu guys are like real fucking like true nerds. Like Mikey Mamacito, whatever his fucking name is. Michael, you know that guy? Yeah. He's like the only American to like win. I beat, you know, the gold medal twice in a row. And he's the biggest like comic book, wears his glasses. And he's like, Ugh. all those guys are nerds. Eddie Cummings was a total nerd. He was a physicist before he got into jiu-jitsu. So I think there is something about like Asperger's and jiu-jitsu that like work together, you know? <laughs> it's very mathematical. What it's not like tough. What do you think of that link I sent you where that guy was going up against Sean Strickland and that huge jiu-jitsu guy who's like a guy, I guess who got like one Abu Dhabi, the heavyweight. He like kept going for like, like, did you see that? He kept trying to break the guy's arm. He kept him, and the guy got fucking pissed and like backwards karate chopped him and kicked him. <laughs> you, 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 you watch that? Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because the guy, he, he was boxing and he kept doing like a wrist lock, right? They weren't actually boxing. They were just starting from the feet. And well, the other guy was training for a fight. So yeah. he was like, don't pull that cheap shit. I mean, there is something like when you, when you roll with like jujitsu people in general and they go for the wrist locks, which is completely fair in competition. But what happens in a gym, you're like, really, bro? You're going for my wrist in a gym? Because you can like really break someone's wrist like that. And it's, yeah. but, but it's fair. I mean, it's legal. It's like, if you don't want your wrist lock like that, then defend it. Like that guy, needs to learn how to defend that shit that happened to me man i was you know? uh, i was in scott einstein's gym epstein and there was a guy who oh yeah was a pretty famous broadcaster i'm not gonna say he was but he did, did a lot of football and mma let's just say that and he was in the gym just kind of like stocky guy with no neck and he like my second day he kept going for like heel hooks like rolling heel hooks and yeah and, and i just like pulled out of it kind of because i was like do well against him in wrestling you know and then Epstein flipped on him. He's like, what are you doing? You're going to break the kid's fucking ankle. He goes, we've got to learn somehow. And yeah. like, like, really? Yeah. What, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, like, what are you yeah. doing? You know, that's the thing about yeah. wrestling. There are no moves like that in wrestling. You can't equate that to wrestling. Like, I mean, there's no way. What about to- the suplex? <laughs> yeah, in WWE, the count of clutch. <laughs> but in, in, in wrestling, like, all the rules, like, every – there's no like real move that you could just like fuck someone's knee up or I guess Wait, is the Boston is a Boston crab a real wrestling move or is that no, like a WWE no. move? WWE. Because yeah. I've seen that submission in a UFC fight or in an MMA fight. But even Boston like crab. a twister, even like a twister in wrestling, which, yeah. is, which is like pretty much, you know, which is, you know, exactly, you know, kind of a banana split, they call it or whatever. It's not going to like fuck anyone's. It's just going to be pain. Yeah. It's not going to pop your yeah. rhythm. I mean, maybe, maybe it will. People will go, oh, dude, my cousin got us. I, I understand that. that like, <laughs> I understand you can get hurt wrestling. Because people email me, go, just so you know, uh, I'm, I get it. Okay. But in jujitsu, where the move is to get somebody to tap, and you could literally pop their fucking arm out if they don't tap, there's no, you can't equate that. You know? Yeah. Never yeah. Like, there's no like, high level move in wrestling where, I don't know. I get that. Yeah, because there's basically like there's really only two moves in jujitsu that can come on instantaneously that are both well they're kind of legal now they just changed the rules for heel hooks in IBJJ uh, so a lot, they're teaching it now because it became so popular there's heel hooks and wrist locks those are the ones that like they can come on and you can like have permanent damage in literally like less than five seconds everything else like an arm bar you'll have time 
to resist and tap and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So Gilbert Burns Thompson. So you, you think Gilbert's going to win? Yeah, for sure. I have to believe that. Greg Hardy against Ty Tabusa. You know who Greg Hardy is? Yeah. He was a football player that like had a domestic abuse allegation and um, he got kicked out of the NFL Then he started training in MMA. He did pretty good. He knocked out his first six guys, but then a couple of his fights, like he, he kicked the guy on the ground in the head that you couldn't do. And then another one, he had like an inhaler. They gave him an inhaler in the middle of the fight, which is also, so he was still like doing very well for a guy who hadn't really done MMA or any kind of martial art. His last fight, he was winning and then he gassed out and then on the ground, he looked like a fish out of water. He just got murdered on the ground. And everyone's like, what is he learning? Yeah. Blah, blah. I think people don't factor in, you know, when you're really tired, sometimes it's, it's you, can, you can look like an amateur really easy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm not saying his last fight, I, I think he's a lot better on the ground than people are giving him credit for. So he's fighting Ty Tavusa. Uh, you know who this guy is? I don't know who Ty Tabusa is, no. Uh, he sounds like a jiu-jitsu guy. No, no. I think he's from New Zealand. He's a fucking badass. This could be a good fight. This should be a really good fight, actually. Uh, I'm excited about this I one. Think that, wait. Oh, what, what's, what's Ty Tabusa's discipline? Uh, let me think. Let me see. Ty Tabusa. He's a... Uh, by the way, I don't think any of our guests are coming on, by the way. It's uh, okay. We can shoot the shit. Exactly. Ty Tabusa. <laughs> he is, I mean, I could still look for, see if Jake Shields is available. Oh, he's from Australia. He's a heavyweight. No, it's all good. He's, a, he's fighting in a heavyweight division. Uh, he's from Muay Thai. Uh, he trained over at AKA. His uh, Australia, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think he was mostly a striker. He's just like a fucking big dude, a uh, really big dude. And he's good. I mean, he's actually he's a really good fighter. He's got uh, 11 wins. He's got three losses. As a boxer, he's 7-2. and two. And uh, this should be a good fight because a lot of people, they really don't really know how hard this dude hit, hits. Greg Hardy hits really hard. Um, but yeah. he's got a good chin. So that should be a good fight. I know people were really – Greg angry. Hardy seems like somebody who's like an amazing athlete, but his emotional problems might get the better of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, he also has asthma. That's also you know, part of it. He gasses. A lot of times when you're emotional, it just takes – fighting one round is like fighting ten rounds. People can't, yeah. and then and then when you're behind or you're on the ground, it's just people have panic attacks or this or that. So, yeah, that should be a good fight. Uh, Hardy's been really nice to me as far as like, I, and you know, it's hard because I want to have him on the podcast, but like, how do you not ask him about the elephant in the room at the same time? You know, with like all the allegations and this and that, and how do you do it in a way where it's like, you know, I don't want to. You, you just don't. You just don't ask him. Don't ask him. Then people are like, oh, fuck. people go, you're a fucking wife beater on your show. I mean, at least give him a chance to explain himself, right? I, I don't know. I, well, maybe that's something you have to have a conversation with beforehand. Say, look, in terms of, like, is there something like you want to defend or explain or something you want to address? He doesn't want to talk about it. I, th I just think he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's been dealing with that since, since football, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Tim Johnson is a guy who is a badass fighter. Uh, he had a fucking – you watched his fight last week in Bellator? No. He, he fought in the main event, the main event for the Bellator Heavyweight Championship, and it was a war. It was a – and I think you could have – I think they could have given it to you. 
I don't know. Uh, some of these judges had one judge had like fifty. I'm like, what? Uh, you definitely were the tougher guy. I mean, you were saying punch me in the face to, to <laughs> that that monster. How do you feel about that fight, Kim? Um, you know, honestly, I feel pretty good. Like, I'm I'm really happy with my performance. Um, and it was a I know it was a close fight to call. And but like you said, uh, when I heard forty five fifty. I'm, my jaw just hit the floor. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I know for a fact I won at least one round. I'm pretty sure I won two. In my brain, I won two. Um, and But I wasn't – if I lost to, like, you know, a split decision or, you know, a, a 47-48, I could have understood that. It was a close fight. But, man, that 45-50 that just floored me. <laughs> I was complete – there was no way. I mean, that, that fight was crazy. First of all, you're fighting Moldovsky, who's a killer – and he's punching you in the face, and you're screaming at him. You're like, come on, what, what, what were you screaming at? Uh, I don't know, man. I just I kind of got lost in the moment. I mean, you've watched a lot of my fights. I don't really get that animated um, when I fight. It's just, uh, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, let's fight. I'm tired of this running around a ring chasing you stuff. Let's, 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 uh, let's throw down. And, and um, you know, I just kind of got lost in it. Dude, you, were, you, were, you just kept wanting to, like, and you, it was very close. Do you think you ever had him rocked? I know one time I did. I actually kind of commented. A couple of people commented on it. Um, it was uh, third round three or four, and I, I came up with a hook and tossed him right on the top of the head there. And he kind of woggled, wiggled a little bit, but I didn't want to really go hard charging in. Um, but as you do in fights, you think back to all kinds of moments. You're like, oh, I should have done this, should have done that. But overall, I was pretty happy with what I thought. Did he ever have you rocked? Uh, no, nope, I don't think so. I mean, there was a couple of times other than the, the knee to the pelvic area there that uh, um, kind of rattled the cage. Uh, but overall, no, it was, a, it was a fun fight. I mean, his punches hurt, but it wasn't like I was going to drop at a second. Dude, I, I was so no. proud of you, man, because it was a rough start. You got the Bellator, and right away you, you lost to Congo, like, fucking quick. You lost to yeah. Minikov, and I, people were like, oh, shit, like. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I might have been one of those people going, man, I, I don't think I'm at the end of my, my ropes. Maybe I am. What the? <laughs> Dude, then you won three in a row. I remember the first one was against Tyrell Fortune, who they were like, everyone was sucking this dude's dick. Like, this guy's the greatest fucking fighter ever. This yeah. and, that. and then you came back and uh, just knocked him out. And then everyone's like, okay, that was a fluke. Yeah. And then you went up against Matt Mitrione. and. Yeah. Matt Mitrione, that was a weird fight, but you beat Mitrione too. Yep. Uh, then you beat Chet Congo, who beat you. I mean, you were on a you're a tear, man. Yep, I know. Um, you know, it's confidence is a heck of a thing. Like I said, I don't think I, with this loss or you know loss, I don't think I didn't I don't think I lost any ground, anything. Um, you know, I feel pretty good, and I think I'm gonna be uh, back in there uh, sooner than most people think. So hopefully, we can keep the momentum going. Uh, Mayhem Miller just joined us. Mayhem, how are you? Ah! <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're here with, uh, with with Bill Dawes and uh, oh yeah, and Tim Johnson. You watched Tim's fight last week in uh, in uh, Showtime. No. Okay. Well, he fought for the heavyweight Bellator or <laughs> the Bellator heavyweight championship. It was a close decision. It was a fucking war. Uh, now, yeah, yeah, I read all about it. No disrespect to the man. I mean, he seemed like a God blessed warrior. But, you know, the thing is, like, I didn't know it was on TV. 
<laughs> yeah, Belichick is the worst. I mean, it really is like surprise anal. You think you're home, you're like, oh, she wants anal. Like, oh, this is great. Uh, that, that's so well. I mean, it, but it really is like Bellator just all of a sudden you don't know it's it's crazy. Yeah, nope, I'm with you on that. They uh, definitely could do a little bit, little better on that uh, promotion standpoint. I guess letting people know when the fights are and what's coming up. Now, now it said that you were working in Minnesota uh, in the Shelvin, like like the, the riots, right? Yeah, I was guarding the courthouse and uh, like the whole thing. But we're like the first people there and one of the last to leave. <laughs> so, okay, okay, Bill, if you don't know, he's in the National Guard. He's also in the, in, in, in the Army. He was in the Army before that. So what was it like guarding the courthouse in Minnesota? Um, I chose the night shift because I was like, man, if anything pops off, like the nighttime is going to be like when the more exciting stuff happens. So I kind of want to be involved in that. Um, but, and that, and there was a lot of inexperienced people on, so I didn't want them being on overnights and doing something stupid. Uh, so I was like, I volunteered myself. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was something to see. Uh, it was up an experience. I got called a lot of names, but that's, uh, that's to be expected. Um, What's the worst yeah, thing that happened? Is there one story that happened in particular that was terrible? Or scary, oh. even? Uh, well, I mean, they, uh, you know, there was a, what's her name? Maxine Waters, like, was in town. And she, like, was doing this whole thing, you know, telling everyone to, you know, push back and fight back. And not even, like, two hours afterwards, like, a bunch of guard guys got a drive-by shooting. <laughs> they got shot at. One guy went to the hospital because he had eye trap, trap no one into his eyes and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess we should probably be a little heightened now. <laughs> Oh, it's funny God. that that wasn't covered in the media at all. I don't think it's that funny they didn't cover that. <laughs> wow. Boy, hey, man. Hey, look, first of all, thank you for your service. We appreciate it, you know, as Americans. God bless you. Um, but second of all, like, if they say open fire on some of these protesters, what would it take for you to do it? Oh, we couldn't do nothing, man. We were honestly – you know, everyone like talks. You know, it's painted bad that we we're there, but we were there for the same reason they were. We all we want to do is make sure people have uh, their First Amendment rights were protected on top of like property damage. And we were there. Uh, they, like I said, they did pretty much everything their job. Like they had agitators a couple times, but they kind of they kind of did their own. They 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 police themselves. So like our job was there to, you know, stop agitators along with. But we didn't have to because they did it to themselves. Like they stopped, they made sure everyone was on the level because they wanted to make sure everything was civil. And, you know, that's why we were there. And we wanted to make sure that just like anything else, you know, we, we, we were kind of, we were handcuffed. On, I mean, everyone thinks we were there to, for, you know, the police side. We were there for both sides. Well, um, democracy works. <laughs> so, Tim, what kind of fight camp is that? Like you're training during the day and at night you're guarding the, I mean, how do you, tra how do you train for a heavyweight championship fight while doing that? Um, I did it, <laughs> uh, you know, because um, I, I think we got there like March 5th. We got to the courthouse and then paperwork was coming through because at the time I didn't know I had to fight the fight. I didn't sign a contract till uh, about halfway through April, about the first week of April. So I knew the fight was coming. And, um, you know, my my leadership in my unit didn't have to do this, but they did. They actually released me about two weeks early. So I go back and start training for the fight. Um, and they didn't have to do that. I could have been there going, man, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. But, you know, they understand that, you know, I only, I only work once, twice, maybe three times a year. So they kind of let me uh, so, duck out. <laughs> so you go from there to sparring in Ganu? Uh, no. Well, you know, this uh, Naganu was back in uh, – he was back in 
Cameroon. So yeah. I didn't get too many sparring rounds with him this camp, um, you know, which which was all right. Uh, he did, probably wasn't the same look that Moldowski gave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, I, now, uh, now you've got a beautiful baby. Uh, you've got yeah. a, a hot wife. You're not working at the, at the uh, strip clubs anymore, right? Nope, nope, I'm not. Uh, the only thing I do every once in a while do is I go back home and I work in the work for uh, in the field for harvest, which uh, we'll see if I to go back home this fall or not. Wait, what do you what, what do you what are you harvesting? Corn and soybeans. Well, there's only the, like, two things. Oh, you don't remember this? This guy, this guy is a soybean farmer. Back in the, the most <laughs> testosterone laden soybean farmer of all time. <laughs> since, I, since I've known you, you were an Uber driver. You worked at a strip club. You were you were in a, you were in the UFC. Then you were a belt driver. Then you were a truck driver. You're a yeah. Soybean. Tell your wife to get a tell your wife to get a job. God damn it. And you're a soybean, you're a soybean farmer, and you're guarding the courthouse in Minnesota. <laughs> like you've had some fucking life, dude. And, yeah, and you're, like, you're, the most, you're the most boring guy I know. When I, like in yeah. <laughs> and all those jobs pay minimum wage, including Bellator, right? <laughs> no, Bellator is making money. Making money in Bellator. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the switch. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, Tim, keep up the great work, man. And thank you for everything, brother. No, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Adam. Anytime, brother. Anytime. God bless. So, Mayhem Miller is this is his return in person. Uh, not the. In person? Uh, well, Listen, not bro. In person, nothing, bro. We're, you're in like a fairy book doll land where you're sitting out here next to, I don't know, Hansel and Gretel's house. You know, you're the only guy still left on quarantine, Adam Hunter. All right. Well, you're not. But you're not calling via payphone. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't. I don't. I don't have to pay for the call. Uh, so, so here we are. Uh, so let's do a little update. I've been telling everyone what you've been doing. So Mayhem calls me up and he's like, "Yo, I got like eight or nine guys that want to train. I don't have a gym though because and I moved from where I was. I don't have the wrestling room anymore. So I know Ian. Har Ian Harris, funny comic. He he has a place called Fight Science." I call up Ian. Ian's like, I'm the biggest Mayhem Miller fan. I think he's probably the most brilliant fucking fighter I've ever seen. Uh, I would love to have him. So you go over there, and within a week, you're running the you're running the whole gym. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. How's that, yeah. How's that, talk yeah. to me. How's this going? Well, you know what? There's like there's like a tremendous amount of guys like in there with like fantastic talent but so far not so good they had their like first amateur showing and i think we went oh and 90 like it was a bad night for for the fight science gym you know when you hooked me up with these guys you know i really thought that um i would have some time to prepare <laughs> but it was like hop skip and a jump and we're in the fight camp like it's gone it's it's on right now and uh i gotta tell you we gotta fix some things around there okay, you, you okay. literally <laughs> you literally introduced me to the bad news bears the mma well, it's like, okay. well, like I said. so much potential <laughs> so much potential but at this stage in the game it's gonna take a lot of work well i feel like that's because it also describe you yeah. Uh, so like, that's like they're, 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 yeah, exactly. Their their life and my life are like co-intermingled. I I don't even know what to call this. You know what I mean? I'm just like it's a new phase in the mayhem plan. Well, there were so many funny things. First of all, you go there and 
they didn't tell the gym that you were going to be there. So Ian said he got a bunch of texts saying, Mayhem Miller's here at our gym. <laughs> like, like you were like invading the gym, right? So then you, then you come in and there was one guy that thought it was like, it was like open, like the first practice and it was, it was, it was sparring day. So you said one guy showed up to, he was, has never fought before, but he did pretty good. Like he actually threw, he's a rugby guy and like, Listen, I don't even want to talk about that guy because that's like my secret weapon. Like this man has the gifts from God that just, you can't get him anywhere else. You can't buy him and shoot him in your ass. You can't like, you know, uh, take a pill and be this guy because he just has the work ethic and uh, the genetic gifts that allow him to do superhuman stunts. Right. And, uh, He's my pet project where he's gone from nothing to I'm going to develop him into, man, a world beater. All right. So that's, that's great. That's great. Because uh, now I had heard, like, Ian said he saw him. He had a couple black eyes after the first day. But, uh, but, but you're working with him. You're working yeah, with I him. gave him both those black eyes. Uh, I didn't realize that he would duck into uppercuts like that. Uh, it just, you know what I mean? Fundamentals. Fundamentals. That's what we're working on. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, um, now you were a very. Uh, did you leave? Or what happened? Nah, I'm just plugging in the phone, bro. Okay. Now you. Now you were a very unconventional fighter, Jason. Um, I mean, you really had like an amazing blend of jujitsu with like, kind of. I mean, they even said, "What do you have? Parts unknown." Was <laughs> like what they put. You did. Is it hard? Um, like implementing what you would do versus like. Because they need fundamentals, right? But, but versus your style of fighting? Well, here's the thing is that I, over my career, you know, like I, I like was active fighter for 20 years. And uh, throughout my career, I like went to a lot of different camps and saw a lot of different techniques and different styles and kind of soaked them up, you know, like as a student, as a student of the sport, you know, not, not just uh, for myself, but to also understand during my career, the different types of body shape and uh, athletic style and, uh, you know, attributes that would be assigned to my opponents. So uh, what I had to do is instead of just learn the stuff that was best for me, I would learn the stuff that, you know, all the techniques on the spectrum, you know, for, for whatever style the guy uses or, or, you know, is, um, is prone to, you know, is like, uh, and so th that, you know, was just a selfish thing for myself, uh, during my career so that I could adapt and overcome, you know, and, and as my, uh, my MMA record, you know what I mean? That like, I, I had like a lot of win a lot more wins than losses because I found a way, you know, but now here, late in the game, you know, I'm 40 years old, what the benefit of that was now is that I have a bunch of different canvases to paint different techniques onto. You know what I mean? Oh, this guy used to play rugby, strong tackle. Okay, let's turn this guy into a boxing wrestler. Okay? Oh, this guy is a fantastic kickboxer, right? He, he, you know, he put all his skill points into kickboxing for a long time. Okay, let's develop some underhooks. Let's develop a uh, uh, reaction to sprawl. 
let's develop, uh, you know, uh, keeping distance with jab and uh, uh, striking from the outside instead of standing in a close stance. You know, there's just a such a wide variety of different – and then, then you get guys who are completely raw and, you know, they're like 18, 19, 20 years old and they have so little experience that you just – you're along for the ride. That's you get to best. see which direction that they yeah. they want to take their game. Oh, this guy, you know, he fucking played Street Fighter. Now he wants to do some Eddie Gordo shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, or, as, a, uh, as a wrestling coach, it's sometimes it's a lot easier to get a kid that knows nothing. And someone's good at, like, because it's hard to, like, especially if it's, like, what they're doing isn't right, but it's working. And then yeah. you're like, uh, okay, this is going to work to a certain point. But you're gonna get to a certain level. It's not gonna work anymore. People don't believe you a lot of times. They're like, but but I'm but it's pinned everybody. I, I know, but you're gonna get to that next level that this shit's not, you know. And then then it happens, and they either trust you or they don't. Uh, but but it seems like when we talk that the gym's really the guys are really coming around. Yeah, they're they're coming together, man. I feel like there's at least five stars in there, and there's like three superstars. Like there's. It's, it's pretty amazing to see it this early in the game. But those guys commit, you know, and really put in the time. I, dude, uh, man, I, I feel like the sky's the limit. Like, you know, those guys can do anything they want with their physical talents. Well, listen, it, it's, man, really, it's really shocking to see. Well, listen, you, you're driving an hour a day. You're fucking driving to the gig. You're getting there at 7, getting up at 7.30. Doing it five days. You're doing it five days a week. Like a normal human <laughs> being. Bro, I like it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Jesus Christ. I'm actually, Jason, this is something you need. You need this. I, bro, I, I'm going back to do some gangster shit. No, I, got I, fucking, I like, <laughs> all right, all right. I knew you'd be good at this. I, I knew it. Just like in the, when you were in jail, you said you were leading the workouts, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, that, that facility, that, that lockdown facility definitely benefited from my time there. Everybody was like in tip-top cardio. Everybody uh, knew how to throw a one-two. You know, I, I think I severely affected the prison population uh, with um, uh, skillful violence. Now, were people coming Jason. up to you and, and, and then saying, hey, Jason, you know, we know you're a good – can you teach me some moves? Like, how did that – how did it – Nobody calls me Jason in there. But mayhem. They were saying, mayhem, can you teach me how to fight? People we actually they come up to you and we have in classes in the gym? Yeah, on the yard, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, you know, you like kind of like uh, got to work with what you have. You know, if you you get stuck in a bad situation, you know, you have to uh, rise above it somehow. And my my technique was to you know buy some shower shoes off the commissary, strap them onto your hands. You know, put some socks over them, and then box on the yard. Yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, term. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, Bill, what were you saying? Do you have any – this is a kind of segue. Do you have any plans on fighting again? Is this something that even interests you at this point? At this stage in the game, I'm just letting the young guys kick my ass a bit so that I can, uh, you know, get in shape and, uh, you know, impart some of this knowledge on them. You know, if they, if they want to soak it up, then fine. You know, if not, I'm also getting in shape and, you know, exploring my options. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you have the name, you have the name, and like people are rooting for you, man. I was yeah, I'm just saying, what the fuck I gotta do? I gotta fight Jack Paul. I gotta fight fucking, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking Nick Diaz. Fucking, you know, I gotta get angry and and you know, uh, 
call out Mike Tyson? You know, what is, what is this weird-ass uh, fight circus that we're living in, you know? Uh, suddenly, uh, everybody and their brother is calling out Lamar Odom. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't even know who to fight these days, you know? You know what? That would, next, be, a good, that would be a good one. You should fight one of the Pauls. I think, that'd be, I think that match could actually happen, don't you think? Bro, Adam? I'm like the original fucking YouTuber, bro. I like yeah, YouTuber you are. in 1996 Hell when yes. Jack Paul was still in his mama's balls. Now, who do you think wins, by the way? Because Tyra Woodley, they said, is now training with Mayweather. Uh, he's taking it very seriously. This is not a Ben Askren thing where he does, like, you know, women's aerobics for 30 minutes a day and then shows up. So... <laughs> Woodley, you know, he does not want to lose this fight. Who do, no. you, who do you think wins? I mean, look, Woodley taking it serious. He's going to dance on him. I mean, look, the smart money is with Woodley, right? He's the underdog. Whoa, really? Well, Jake, well, here, okay, look, Jake Paul's been doing this three, four years uh, straight, training under Sugar Shane Mosley training with some of the best guys, bringing in guys like Ryan Garcia, just boxing. Woodley has been doing everything else on top of the rap career and the acting career. And he's also 37. He'd lost 20 rounds in a row. You know, he's getting up there. He hasn't looked great. But that being said, Woodley has had three months now to just focus on boxing. Woodley also has five kids. Jake has no kids. I think he's got four or five kids. Woodley's got a lot on his plate. Um, but... Tyron does not want to lose. He's a better Tyron's a better athlete. He's a better fighter. He's he's probably he's a better boxer. It's just a matter of how much wear and tear, and will the size be a big advantage? The twenty five pounds. So if he, you know, if this dude comes in at like one at like two two ten two fifteen, you know, and Woodley has been a little trigger, you know, hasn't really been pulling the trigger his last couple fights, but he's also been fighting Usman. And Colby Covington, he hasn't been fighting Nate Robinson, Ben Askren, and some kid from YouTube. So there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Uh, I don't know. I, I obviously want Tyron to win, and I hope Tyron wins. But fuck, man. It's not, not going to be a, a walk in the park. No way. There's not a lot. We don't know here. that. There's not a lot here. One guy's a real fighter. The other guy ain't. Ain't no amount of steroids, crack cocaine, gonna make you into a fantastic fighter <laughs> in three weeks. You get me? Three years. So yeah, you know, they, they can go ahead and underdog Woodley all they want. Three years though. Is, is there any proof that Jake Paul can actually box? I mean, real proof, other than I mean, come on, do we have any proof of it? He's good. Um, guys that have trained with him, Mike Perry said that like he he, he ships a lot of merch, bro. I mean, that's a lot of box. Bro, that's a lot of boxing. You've been boxing shit since Heavy D was kids. <laughs> yeah, no, the reality of the situation is three years of boxing ain't going to do nothing, man. Three years of boxing yeah. against Tyrone Woodley, you know, get, have that time. And, and granted, yeah, Woodley took a lot of damage in his career. Yeah, also, Woodley uh, has a box that was MMA. But just that getting your blood up in front of like everybody and your mama okay standing there in front doing the way in doing that having all that experience then kind of having like a shitty on the way out of the ufc kind of being bummed out that people are hating on your rap career i think a, fuck, a lot of this fire 
can get under Woodley and he can beat fuck Jack Paul the fuck up. Like I, that's just my. I, I really hope. I I'm hope that happens. To it. I, me too. Now, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Now, what's it? Rashad Evans came out of retirement. He wants to fight Logan Paul. Bruh. <laughs> now that's the whole other side. Logan Paul is a goddamn animal, bro. Logan Paul is one of the best fighters of all time. Logan Paul cannot be stopped by no Rashad Evans. Uh, Jason? All right, so uh, Rashad Evans versus Logan Paul. Wait, Rashad Evans is fighting RuPaul now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't keep track of all these Paul brothers. Also, uh, all, right, all, right, all right. Ru is the black one, right? Uh, in serious note, um, what's his name? Came came out of retirement. Riddick Bowe was fighting also. Uh, Riddick Bowe came out of retirement. Did he fight my dad? <laughs> Riddick Bowe came out of retirement. He wants to fight Mike Tyson in Triller. Uh, Ty- I mean, Tyson fucks him up. The same Tyson that beat. Did you watch Tyson fight? No, I had never even seen it, bro. I was on the inside. We don't got pay per view on myself. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't all they have was uh, like the Kelly Clarkson show? Motherfucker, if you ever say that name to me again, Adam, I will come through this screen and burn down your dollhouse. Wait, so what What happened? Why, why is it jail have Kelly Clarkson for 24 hours? Dude, if you don't know, okay, because you live in the regular world where everybody else does, okay, where we have Netflix and Hulu, and if you're fucking rich, you got Disney Plus, all right? No. All we had was channel motherfucking four, all right? So here we go, baby. I didn't even wake up to watch Rachel Ray. Then Kelly Clarkson is on, all right? Then you eat lunch, and guess what? Ellen fucking DeGeneres oh. is looking just like Adam Hunter and telling the same happy <laughs> jokes, okay? All right? Then I just take, then I work out and take another nap, all right? And then hopefully it's motherfucking Thursday, so SVU is on, and maybe I can watch Criminal intent afterwards if these animals will stop screaming in my fucking ear about bologna sandwiches. Now, I'm so happy. They offered you a plea deal for three years, right? Uh, and four. You said, four. Four years. And you said no. You said no. I said, go like, fuck yourself. I because, didn't do it. Because what happened was uh, you, you and your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend were living together. She told you to bring her car back. You took the car back, and then she said you stole the car. No, no. What she said was, I said, I'm breaking up with you. She said, I don't care. Go get my fucking car. And I was like, all right. So I went and got her car and got pulled over. And I said to the cop, hey, man, I didn't even run the stop time this time. And they said, turn around. Well, I mean, it was way harsher. All right. than well, okay, you're, 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 in a, you're in a much better place now. You're in a much better place now. But I was worried because I told people you turned down a plea deal, and everyone who knows anything about jail was like, "Oh, he's fucked. He's fucked. He's fucked." Yeah. Because uh, you were looking at like 20 years, right? Life. Life. Oh, it was funny. Like, life, bro. This broken what? criminal justice system. I'm glad. You know, I'm kind of glad you brought it up, man. Because like my plan going forward, okay? Because now that I got my shit together. And, like, I kind of was close to having it together before with this ex-girlfriend. But you just can't have your shit together when somebody else that you're with all the time doesn't. No, it was, it was, it was a toxic relationship. It was toxic. Very toxic, yeah. okay? And, and, you know, and I, I take full responsibility for that because 
that was my that was my screw up. You know, uh, I, I knew that this was the type of person that she was, and uh, you know, I, there's some kind of messed up thing in my head. Oh, I can help her. I can save her. No, you can't save people like that. You know, especially if they want to abuse the criminal justice system and uh, get you locked up for no reason and. You know, then just uh, play game. this play this romantic game with the police officers. You know, it's like it's not romantic; it's abusive. You know, it's abusive. Beyond that, one of the big things for me going forward is to help push the criminal justice reform because I, what I saw in there was a network of uh, basically an economy an economy of instead of giving the poor people just a little bit of COVID money like they did to keep everybody afloat, these guys turn to crime. These guys turn to crime because when they get busted, it's free rent. They just go in and out of the system, in and out of the system. And who pays for that? The taxpayer. That's who. And guess what? It's much cheaper to buy books than to put up bars, you know? So that's something I'm very interested in. And right now talking to some people about uh, kind of setting up a political action committee to, to take action on this kind of thing, uh, especially in California. California is like this strange welfare state where, you know, they'll give money to like all these subsidies and corporations, but the prison industrial complex is one of them. They'll subsidize that and they'll keep these guys running through the system forever when there's plenty of, there's plenty of guys that could have had a normal life that I ran into. They could have had a normal life, but that's just the economics of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shove your butt full of drugs and go to jail and then sell the drugs in jail. It's sad, man. It's real sad. Well, and then, uh, this, man. Time, this time you weren't, uh, you were with general population, right? Where last time yeah. Were, so that, that was a whole must have been crazy experience. I mean, it wasn't general population. It was more like uh, most dangerous population. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got to see like a wide variety of murderers and uh, dangerous, dangerous criminals. So, Ma'am, do you have a TV show? Do you have a TV show that you can develop around this? I mean, it seems perfect for you. I mean, you know, that's another thing that I'm exploring. You know, because everyone's like, "Oh, write a book, write a book." You know, I, I think this is like better adapted for the screen because the adventures that I've been into are—I mean—they're hard to just put into words. Almost, you know, it, it's almost better to to stick them in a movie and a and a. You know, and it doesn't have to be any kind of biopic, you know, that, that's fine. Even like a reality TV show, like Bully Beatdown, but with a criminal justice system, you could do something kind of use your skills, you know what I mean? Bruh. I'll come up with a pitch. That's, yeah, yeah, please. Like, uh, give me a one sheet on my desk by Monday. I appreciate that. Well, lucky for you, you have a, a set of skills that it's, you know, and you also have people now around you. I know Camilla, and you have a great gym. You know, I'll always be here for you. Um, so you have people that hey, really but I love you, man. Sam, people, that means a lot to me. It's the truth, man. People are rooting for you. I mean, when that shit was going down with you, I, I lost weeks of sleep. I never, it was beyond depressing. And I'm really happy that now you, you, you come out on top. You're a different person. You know, you're, 
You're when I tell people when mayhem is sober and mayhem is focused, like there's nobody better. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's the big thing, bro. That's the big thing too. Is that uh, what people don't understand is, you know, if you use these coping mechanisms, uh, and you're around toxic people, you know, both both of those things. That's a dark path, but that's a dark path. Uh, and uh, a lot of people were quick to pass judgment or, you know, like uh, be, be very um, negative because the Internet gives anonymity. You know, you can just uh, pass your judgment in silence. And, and to be honest, I really feel like I was like one of those guys a long time ago that was like, ah, what a dumbass, this, that and the other. Well, you don't really understand what people go through, you know, like uh it's it's hard to uh, uh, encapsulate a story in a quick Zoom meeting, you know. Uh, but these, uh, you know, trolls across the internet, they like to like sum up their hate in one comment, you know. And the the reality of the situation is that uh, we we all live our life. We all have complex lives, and and mine is just uh, more adventurous than. I think a lot of people were not rooting. They're like fans, but they're fans of your of like the train wreck. You know, they liked they liked watching you fuck up your life because it was entertaining. And I'm like, you're not really. I get it. You're not really a fan. <laughs> you know, like I understand what you're saying. I understand why this is entertaining. But if you're a real fan, like you'd be like, hey man, like if you really care about this person, don't encourage the shit, man. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Like, like we know, we know how this is going to end, you know, and, and it's, you know, so. Well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of baked. Look, it's kind of my fault. It's like baked into my personality to be a risk taker and to be like living a dangerous lifestyle. Like I wouldn't have became a mixed martial arts fighter, you know, had I been a soybean farmer, you know, that's just not me. You know, I, it's just, I'm just a different, I'm wired differently. The excitement factor, you know, there's, there, there could be a genetic explanation for it. You know, I've read a lot of books by Robert Sapolsky about how the fact that, you know, your genes do determine a lot of your behavior. Your dad jumped out of parachutes in Vietnam. Yeah, like you know, my, my, I mean, <laughs> Vietnam, he ain't that old. But yeah, my dad was a paratrooper. All the Miller side are very risk-taking type people. And then on my mom's side, everybody is very analytical, very uh, data-driven, like very... Uh, take notes on but this Jason, man you what know? i like about you though man is because i've been like you know i don't know bill if you know that the, the back we have a large back, long backstory with this i won't, I won't where you know jason on the podcast yeah i know about it yeah kind of flipped out a little bit i'm a big fan by the way but anyway I'm a big so fan. but what, what, i've been yeah. keeping him updated with like anything on the internet i always text him but what i like about you jason is that sometimes that is that your your heart and your ability to root for like root for like the underdog for example like the joe Schilling thing i sent you that thing where joe Schilling. I don't know if you watched it, knocked out a guy at the bar and it could have been avoided. The guy probably was being a douche. At the same time, Joe Schilling punches that guy. He lands the wrong way. The guy's dead or fucking paralyzed for life. Joe Schilling's in jail. Like, what did anybody ever win from that? I send that to you. And Jason, like, the first thing you said, you're like, this looks really bad for our sport. <laughs> you're like, this is yeah. not. And like. And, you know, that's coming from me. Definitely. <laughs> has put a fucking black eye on MMA multiple times, you know? But I can recognize some dumb shit when I see it, you know what I mean? Now, now, granted, okay, that's 
Joe Schilling's bar and everybody vouched for him and he got off this time. You know what I mean? Like he's not, maybe he won't get in trouble at all. You know, I hope not. Cause I, I don't think anybody really like that kind of thing. The guy didn't get hurt. Maybe he had a black eye. Okay. Maybe a concussion. Yeah. Maybe he'll sue Joe. Okay. But going to jail over, over a little bar fight is like, that's some stupid American shit that only happens in America where you have to go through eight months of court over a little scuffle. Okay. Now, what you said is absolutely correct. He could have fucking killed that guy. Joe is a professional killer. Like, his punches are lethal. And I, I have been charged. Same situation. Guy was being a douche. Knocked the guy out. Assault with the deadly weapon for punching him. Oh, you're a professional fighter. Your hands are deadly weapons. So, you know, Joe really got off easy on that one. You know, if, if he doesn't get charged. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if some DA with a hairy bug up its ass will, will start charging him on this and the cops will just come hem him up. But, you know, I mean, look, Joe is like world-class kickboxing champion, and he knocks out the employee of the month at Enterprise Renegade. <laughs> like, dude, of course the guy was being a douche. Of course the guy has every song on his iPod with the N-bomb coming everywhere, and he knows all the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where pff, helps nobody to, to KO them. And all the, you know, other, what I said is all these people that are like, yeah, good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, you guys are good. Joe's gonna like see that. Maybe he won't, maybe he will. Be like, yeah, I'm, and then knock out the next guy. Are those people gonna fucking come visit Joe in jail? Are they going to post? Are they no. going to try to go fund me for fucking Joe Schilling? Uh, are they going to help him no. out? No, they're going to move on to the fucking. Next. So you got to be really yeah. careful who you uh, who you listen to on the internet. You know? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the KO and a dude that's dressed like Dwight Schrute without his glasses. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of a sad. The only thing that would make it more pathetic <laughs> is that guy was wearing a pocket protector. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, knocked his pens everywhere. Yeah. Like, ah, man. I, you know, it bummed me out. It bummed me out uh, because yeah. I thought, because when I first saw that, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Shillin's going up. Damn, that sucks, you know. Then the story came out. Okay, the guy's a big dick. All right, good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad. No, I hate, I hate for someone to get busted over some dumb shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Now, um, so, Jason, um, since you've been out, like, I know the last time you were out, it was a tough transition. You're just like, I remember you, you, we were hanging out a lot and you were like, man, I feel fucking weird. And I'm like, yeah, you've been in a fucking cell for a year, two years, like whatever it was, like, how could this possibly be normal? How's the adjustment period been like this time? Oh, it's the same shit. I got to relearn how to talk. You know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to communicate as well as I did before. I swear, like, it's starting to get easier, you know, but obviously it's like, uh, you know, a tough transition, you know, uh, I, it's inhumane what they do to uh, prisoners. And, and like I said, you know, I, I want to do something about that moving forward. But just for me personally, uh, the, the benefit was that, you know, I've read more books than you. Oh, 100%. For sure. I mean, yeah. One. And, <laughs> but anybody you know it's like you, you're, you're stuck in a box you fill your head with knowledge you know and, and that's the only way you can survive uh 
but yeah, the transition has been, been, I mean, great. You know, like you said, I have some people around me, including you, and I, I want to thank you very much for that, man, uh, that, that are looking out for me and uh, me only, not, you know what I mean, my money, my fame, my like this, that, and the other. They're just trying to like uh, make sure that I live healthy and-, and I also like hearing about you. You actually, I mean, not only that, it's like, I actually love hearing your stories. Like, I, it's like the highlight of my day. Uh, one of them is like yeah. hearing you coach random people at the gym. Cause like some of these kids don't even know who you are, which is also kind of yeah. funny. Like they're just like, who's this fucking loud guy, you know? Yeah. And they don't know that you beat Sakuraba or, yeah. or that you fought, you know, Jake Shields. Oh no, 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 no. Some of them know too much. Cause they know all my losses. They know every every round that I fucked up, you know what I mean? And it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I love them more for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they if they, uh, they they see my ups and downs, they've seen my ups and downs, you know, they, they realize that a lot of the guys are smart where they go, oh, wow, this guy has been in it since before I was born. So let me pay attention because he's picked up some stuff from the best camps in the world, you know, because I like floated around, you know, back in the day, Team Punishment with Tito was the best guy ever. I was there when Dan Henderson uh, went, uh, was killing, crushing dudes and pride. I was there, you know, uh, when I moved on at, uh, so many times to different camps and would hang out for like average, like four years, three years. So you pick up a lot of techniques, you know, you pick up a lot of that stuff. And so some of those guys really respect that. Other guys are like, fuck this guy. He lost to Michael Bisman. God, who, like, like Michael Bisman, fuck Chuck. No, like one of the best of all time. And if I could, yeah, I got my ass kicked. Fine, fine. I'll take that loss, you know. But, you know, the 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 amount of knowledge that I soaked in uh, is definitely outweighs the losses that I had in my career you know like I, yeah. I and, and to pass it on to these guys nowadays is like man it's it feels good it feels good uh I'll come and fight Connor Poirier three who do you like oh my god bro listen bro I was like all right fine Poirier definitely got this in the bank right but then Chael Sonnen goes and says Poirier's gonna win kiss of death kiss of death way to go Way to go, Chael. You could have just said McGregor, and we would all have been happy. But no. He always picks wrong. How can a guy so smart pick so wrong all the time? You think he knows that whoever he picks is going to get the most clicks? And Maybe. That, like, and that he goes the other way because he knows that people will go, oh, well, Chael picked that. I mean, he's You so know what? I wouldn't – hey, look, I wouldn't put uh, past insider trading on a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? Sounds a little sketchy, you know what I mean? He uh, Chael might got something going on with Vegas. You need to check his phone records. You know what? As a matter of fact, I think the SEC needs to investigate Chael's son. Dude, me and Chael, literally, I'm like, I was trying to tell him that Julio Cesar Chavez was fighting. And he's like, yeah, right. Let me use that. I'm like, it's not a joke. He's like, you got me. I'm like, bro, he's fighting Macho Camacho Jr. He's like, yeah, the guy's dead. I'm like, no, his father is this went on for like 20 minutes and like, like I'm calling him, telling him now I have to prove that they're really fighting. And he's like, I'm going to bed, dude, but I love your joke. I'm like, I'm not fucking the next day. I post him a link of the, of the, of the fight. He goes, he goes, dude, this looks really realistic. <laughs> like it happened. It fucking happened. <laughs> bro, bro, CGI. 
I the deep fakes is at it again. Yeah, hey man, let's talk about that fight, that card, bro. Hey, I know you probably already covered it. MMA roasted, bro. You like do like ninety of these shows a fucking week. So yeah. hey, but Anderson Silva, how fucking good did he look jumping in from the outside, inside? Wasn't that the same fight? The yeah, same fight card as so that. Popular. I know that was Chavez Jr. Who was like, you can't get a more, a more privileged the guy who just keeps getting handed fights because of who his dad was. And he just keeps fucking it up. Just like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, here's the thing is that, okay, but here's why though, okay? Because you had, and this is interesting to think about, you know, big brain status with Woodley, is that traditional boxers do not fight like that. Anderson was jumping in from the outside. The range is so far with MMA, that we're used to jumping from way outside and hitting and touching the guy with like that up, that uppercut that Anderson does is not a boxing technique. That's MMA. You, that uppercut where you lead with that and normally you go up and then left high kick. I mean like, you know, uh, if you're Southpaw, you go like uh, lead, lead upper with the right and then left high kick, okay? This is a kind of thing to get the guy to raise his hands and then bring it behind him, you know, and opposite for the for the orthodox, where you you throw your left in like an uppercut fashion and then bring a cross behind it or 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 a right high kick. Okay. Now, how do you prepare for that if you don't got no MMA guys in the gym? You don't. And if you don't even like training anyway. Oh, like, really? That's how he is? I mean, he's just he's always been like the laziest guy but he's super talented. no that's an interesting thing because i've seen it go both ways i've seen people with like rich daddies who like raise up above the level because you know they they have to because their father like has set such a high standard and i've seen motherfuckers just just sit on the couch you know always, i mean he's good he's always always missing weight he's always in, he just loses the guys he shouldn't he's just a guy that like i think that he's just very talented but doesn't have his father was the warrior. His father was the guy that came from nothing, you know. Um, but he, I don't know. Yeah, but I think that was more impressive to me than Jake Paul knocking out Ben Askren in a punch, you know. You know, I never even seen that either. By the way, like I, I, I didn't have the heart to watch it. You know what I mean? Because I know you're best buddies with them, and I, I just couldn't even. I, I was like, ah, well, that happened, and I'm glad I was locked up for that one. But he was he was he's he was tweeting before the fight because they were playing all these like rap all these like twelve rappers. It was Snoop Dogg followed by Doja Cat. I mean, it was just it was like a concert, like ice cream. And then Ben had told a bunch of his guys on the rest that he coaches their parents to watch it. So he's tweeting before the fight. This is not very fa friendly fa or uh, family friendly entertainment. Like that's what he's worried about, <laughs> like, bruh. Bruh, you know, and I saw that picture of the way in, you know what I mean? He had an impressive physique for a pad of melted butter. Uh, dude, he's, yeah, he's... What uh, the fuck was that, bro? I mean, he, like, he got up, though. He got up, and then he walked forward, and the ref thought he was, like, off. But that's how he walks anyway. That's the way Ben, like... <laughs> like yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. It, it was it was crazy. Um, but you watched the Aaron, Aaron Carter. I showed you that link. He was bombing, buddy. Listen here. That was what what you call uh, what is it called when you get your ass whooped, but like a moral victory. 
That was a moral victory. <laughs> that was kind of like one of them street fights, you know what I mean, uh, where you're outmatched, uh, giant black dude coming at you, and you just piece him up real quick. And sure, you got your ass kicked afterwards. But you know what? Uh, we got the footage. The first 20 seconds of the fight. <laughs> you got him. You got him a few times. That's all you wanted. That's all Aaron Carter. You know what? If Aaron Carter would actually, like, train with me, like, if you would, like, fucking no, put he, some he, shit he together. Went, he went through 13 trainers. Oh, yeah? He just kept he kept firing them. Everyone. Right, give me money. I'll be number 14 and 15. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. You know, I, fuck, 13 trainers, man. Good Lord, bro. What is he doing? I think it's just so funny because fighting is one of the things that everyone watches and everyone's convinced they can do it. Yeah. Um, everyone's people, like, nobody would, like, watch a basketball game and be like, I'm going to take yeah. on LeBron tomorrow. You know? Oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking cross LeBron the fuck up, bro. Look yeah. here. My you never see me angry before, bro. Chair, when I'm bro. angry, I just need the right shoes. I just need the right shoes. I mean, when I get mad, it's just, it's just never. But for some reason, everyone's just like, I could be a fighter. Uh, I can Buddy, be because fighting is inherent in the human condition. Like fighting is a natural thing. Also, American culture, we are brainwashed into thinking that the protagonist of the story can just sudden Hulkamania and do some kung fu. Okay. That's what it is, bro. That's what it, I thought a lot about this. As the host of MTV's Bully Beatdown, I specifically oversaw the beatdown of many people who thought that they could fight and could not, in fact, fight. Yeah. So, I, 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 I want to show you um, this uh, video the other day. But not only that, but, uh, hold on. People are getting dumber and dumber. I'll show you. So this is a uh, share screen. So this guy, this is at the, um, hold on, here we go. Oh, dope. Oh, oh bro, this is a new fucking technology for you. What, was that Pornhub in your so, hold on. Okay. history? No problem. So this guy, this guy lets this guy hit him at the gym. Hey, bud, I don't know if my Wi-Fi is just like whack AF, uh, but all I saw was like a GIF that was filmed on a potato. What you, wait, what did you say? <laughs> I couldn't see any of that. I mean, I saw like a slideshow basically of a dude with dreadlocks going. Bill, did you see it well or no? I did. Oh, I he's did. at the it's airport. Little, uh, His Wi-Fi choppy. is even shittier than yours. Yeah, so basically this huge <laughs> black guy let the other guy punch him and then the guy knocked him out. But what? But yeah. why? But why, Bloodbath? Why? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what people like. People are thinking they had because been, he thinks he has an impervious chin, bro. Like, you know what? I used to do that shit. I used to do that shit a lot. I used to let guys just fucking sock me, and then I like started thinking about it. Like, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> I better stop doing that, or I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. Maybe that was like the 13th trainer that Aaron Carter went through. <laughs> I, I I don't get it either. I don't understand like what's the point uh, of letting someone punch you and sparring. I, I, well, I, it's like tough guy status. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look, that shit didn't even hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I've done it plenty. I've done it plenty. I fucking took a bisbing on the chin. I just put my chin out and let him hit me. Big mistake. Don't do that again. <laughs> no, you know? It, it's, it's like... Uh, I, know, I know you don't want to have any excuse. Well, we'll talk about that. So Phil, Bar Phil Baroni wants to fight John Gotti Jr. 
Go. That needs to happen. Yo, that needs to happen tomorrow. What the fuck? So no, serious? No, well, John, no, it's, no, it's, it's the youngest Gotti who's actually, he's a fighter. He's like seven and yeah. one. He's ripped. He's like Italian. You know, he's got tats. He's the king yeah. of Massapequa, Long Island, whatever. So Baroni. Massapequa? No, there's only like, one king of Massapequa, and that's Phil Baroni. <laughs> so Baroni keeps calling him out. Um, I think it'd be, I don't know. Why not, right? We, we got to get Baroni a fight. We got we to get Bro, no, that, I know, because Baroni is doing it, bro. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you, though. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Adam. Baroni is looking fucking impressive in that pro wrestling shit. He knows how to do it now, bro. Uh, before, I was like, uh, Phil Baroni is going to do pro wrestling. Like, fuck. I was like, I don't know about this. And, and I saw a couple of things. I was like, eh. But I seen him fucking do it, bro. He sells the moves. He's a fucking fight actor now. He, like, throw the guy down. Yeah, the keeps- guy... You're right. You're right. But then, for some reason, after every event, he keeps cursing out the promoter and, and calling the promoter a pussy and saying he wants to fight the promoter. Is that is that well, because promoters are pussies in general? They are like they're they're little bitches. Like, come on, come on, uh, name one that ain't. But is that well, exactly exactly is that, is that good? Is that Dana White's not a pussy? He he's gonna box uh, Kid Ortiz. But anyway, I, I'm not getting that. But. Is that good business strategy of a guy that just definitely paid you? not, definitely not <laughs> to call promoters uh, pussies? <laughs> I'm just fucking around. You know I love you, promoters. So, uh, by the way, you've been doing comedy. You were on a show with Leno. <laughs> yeah, you know I actually got introduced to the side of Jay Leno's face. It was fantastic. But but weren't you on that? Uh... But we're, 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 okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of Phil yeah. Baroni. Phil Baroni is oh, yeah, Baroni, Baroni, Baroni. Baroni is joining us right now. No fucking way. How the fuck did, if you just say, if I say Baroni three times, does that happen? He just shows up? <laughs> I didn't even turn, I didn't even look in the mirror when I said it. So here's Phil Baroni uh, joining us uh, on the podcast. This is the best. MMA Roasted Podcast. Phil, how are you? Phil, you, you look kind of pale. Everything okay? Phil? Is that Phil Baroni? Phil. Good good uh, God. He doesn't know how to unmute his microphone. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Phil, you're... <laughs> Hello, Phil? Yeah, I think hey, I want to mute now. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You're, out, you're out with Bill Dawes and Mayhem Miller. Phil, how are you? Good, man. About the gym. Uh, congrats on your uh, wrestling match last week. I heard it was very successful. The fuck? How'd you hear it was successful? Uh, they, because I saw the video and you guys were like going at it. It seemed like uh, people were very entertained by it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at that shit. But, uh, but did you call the promoter a pussy afterwards? I don't like the guy. He's a piece of shit. Okay. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about that. The cheap piece of shit. What happened? He's just a cheap fucking jerk off piece of shit. I drove a little later to AC and didn't get me a room. He can suck my fucking dick. Yeah, well, that, that sucks. I mean, fucking give you a room at least. Fucking scumbag. I was the main event, douchebag, cocksucker. I see Whoa, 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 Baroni. Hey, man. Bro, can, can I, like, uh, talk for you from now on to the promoter? <laughs> I mean, maybe I could translate some of this Massapequa badass into English. Uh, you yeah. know, cause calling, this cock, calling these guys cocksuckers is probably not the best idea. Give a fuck. 250 bucks, you suck my dick. 
Oh, fatality. All right. Now, what ha- now you're calling out John Gotti Jr.? Yeah, John Gotti Jr. He's a, a, he's a what? He's a pussy. I don't want to wear that shirt. He's a pussy. All right. Now, why is he John Gotti Jr. a pussy? Because he is, bro. What do you mean? What's a pussy? Well, no, but th- th- isn't he like a pretty decent mixed martial artist? He's like five and one. He- well, let's fight though. Let's see. I would my, uh, well, he lost already. He's five and one. Yeah. Uh, he was undefeated. I'm the king of New York. That's why. I thought he was undefeated. I thought he was undefeated. If he, if he already lost, fuck him. He, he didn't lose him. He, he didn't fight in the big show, and I give a shit about him. I thought he was undefeated. He's not undefeated, but you're not undefeated either. No offense. I mean, a lot of people have Shut lost. the fuck up. I fought every fucking major fucking promotion and every fucking top fighter in the world. Everybody <laughs> was trying to get into the fights I was in. Wherever the fucking biggest promoter was, where the best fighters were, I was there fighting. So so that's why I have a good record. But I fought the main event for the title on every major promotion. You're, this, is, this is all true. Cover the UFC video game on the cover the fucking UFC fucking knockout video. So I, I don't know. I fucking... Huh. There's a million guys with fucking cheap-ass fucking intern UFC belts. There's not too many UFC video game covers. This is all true. Phil, this is all true. But yeah, why yeah. So, so, so really, if you want to go by record, if I was sucking dicks and fucking kissing ass, I would have probably hit the bit, you know, done better. But I fought all the best guys in my whole career. Okay, but but why do you want to fight this guy? Like, how did this beef start? I don't know. Because I'm the king of New York. So I'm, no beef. No beef. I just uh, fuck that guy. That's why. <laughs> but, 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 but general, fuck that guy. Yes, general. In general, fuck that guy. But here, anybody from fucking Long Island's good. Fuck that guy. Uh, fuck there, that guy. There are a lot of good. Chris Wyman. What about Chris Wyman? He's he's from Long Island. He's not, he's good. He's got his own fucking problems right now. So you know, he's got his own problems right now. I, I don't. You know, he's not. He's not. You know, I'm not worried about him. All right. Well, uh, yo, Phil was on like fifty-six k dial-up, bro. I couldn't hear a damn word he's saying. You know what I mean? Uh, did he just hang up on you too? Yeah, I'm gonna guess he did. Where the hell he's is he? Frozen. Right I think he's here. Phil, are you still with us? Phil? I don't. I don't know what's going he's on. He's the best, man. My God. <laughs> I love him. A so show I, with a show with Mayhem and Phil is the best show ever, man. You gotta admit. Hold on. Uh, hello. Now Bill hung up on your ass. Nobody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Come back, brother. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Baroni was not in a good mood, though. Um, Bro, I mean, that's putting it lightly, dude. I I don't even know why he called in. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just to hang up on you. That's probably why he called in, just to hang up on you. Sometimes I feel like doing that same thing. What did I do? I what did know. I do? It's just a natural thing that you have going, bro. I'm trying to get him back. I'm trying to get him back. All right, Bill. Uh, so where? How, how early do you go to this airport, Bill? Yeah, what the? What is he doing? He's flying standby on Southwest? Yeah, what, I knew what I was doing? coming out. I knew I was doing the podcast, no. so I had to come here early, Adam. I came here early for you guys. So I'm waiting in the airport like a dick, two hours early. But now my plane is bored. <laughs> All right, I give up. 
I give up. <laughs> Try to do a podcast. Uh, Bill left. You're doing a great job, bro. Keep uh, going, dude. Keep going. This is, all right, hold on. If you're going I, through I, some I, shit, keep going. Way, Instagram what, uh, models. What gym was uh, fucking um, he at, Peroni? Fuck if I know. Bro, I just got out. You know what I mean? You tell me. I, I, I look to you for most of my news. How about Nagano getting stripped out of the fucking uh, – is, is that happening? He stripped out. We got to talk about that too, right? Because, yeah. look, Derek Lewis, bro, that's like my favorite guy in the whole world. I hope this motherfucker becomes a champion. You know what I mean? But another part of me says, yo, man, old Naganu came straight from Cameroon and won the damn title and earned that shit. He earned it, you know, and, like, took it off Stipe. And that's a, like, no tall order. You know what I mean? And he did it. And now what? He doesn't fight after like a weekend and they strip yeah, his title? I don't know what that was weird. It's weird. No, I'll tell you what that like... is, bro. I'll tell you what that is. Look, that's like the corporations being all corporation y, you know? Like you're going to, instead of doing what's right for the fighters, for the champion who's earned it, you know, they got to do what's right for the shareholders. And, you know, oh, we need another title fight. You know, why, why don't they just uh, make up a new belt, like the bad, the big bad motherfucker belt, and then have Derek Lewis fight for that against old Gane. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and then fine, then we'll unify the titles, the big motherfucker belt and the ah. heavyweight championship. I'm just saying, I feel I, like I Derek Lewis is definitely the big motherfucker champion. I, if he, I don't know, Gane, he, no. Gagne definitely uh, knows, like, he's a complete martial artist. That's for sure. So it's no, like, short order cook, you know. That's like a real-ass fight. I think, he beats, I, th I think he wins, honestly. I think he just outpoints him. Yo, my girl said that Adam can probably hear you from his house without Zoom. <laughs> so maybe I need to take it down a notch. No, you're doing great, man. Uh, I'm, just try I'm just trying to find where Baroni went. He's, like, mad now. He's mad at me. Bro, I'll be mad at you too with your stupid ass questions. <laughs> He's putting this shit on in the Instagram, like, Good. And, and on Twitter. I'm asking yeah. him about it. Like, hey, I hope he quotes me on that. What? I hope he quotes me on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you What are you doing this weekend? Oh man, probably just you know having sex. <laughs> All right, well, Jason, it was good to see you, brother. <laughs> oh, shit. The show's over? My bad. Uh, I would have came up with something better if I knew that no, was the last thing I was going to say. Happy you're having sex. Uh, keep it up. Keep me posted on the fight team. Well, Thanks, I love buddy. you, man. I love you, too, man. Hey, and, hey, Bill, fantastic job. Phil Baroni, fantastic job. Adam Hunter, bro, you're, you know what? You're a golden god. Thank you, brother. Take care. Bye-bye.